karma just trying to take me out like uh what's that movie called i don't know what those movies called where they the, come and they get the death comes and get you the fucking passover like <laughs> <laughs> final destination the universe trying to get me god what is that what is that um the pharaoh one the pharaoh the one they the prince of egypt ah uh, yeah that was a good soundtrack. Oh, I'm not going to fucking lie. The Christians got that one. <laughs> for a hot minute. You, you're not lying. The Christians got that one. They do. Point for you guys. <laughs> you know, the point of the message is the universe is trying to take me out. Point in blank. Two days ago at the Korean barbecue restaurant. Damn. My body do be trying to die. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I gotta have surgery in like two weeks. <laughs> Wait, you're having surgery okay. in two weeks? What? Yeah, I'm having that rod that I fucked up in Vegas taken out. <laughs> God, you did not tell me that. I don't know if I should admit this to you. Do you know that I do tarot readings on your recoveries? No. Most of them aren't good. <laughs> Great. That bar that I displaced when I picked up my luggage and vacant like my fucking husband didn't pick up for you. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> was like big spaceship come hit me in the sky inside the plane and god was like no you fucked it up with your luggage <laughs> i didn't even need to waste the spaceship on you <laughs> you yourself he's like bitch why the fuck would i go that far when i could just kill you by luggage you can do it to yourself i can kill some other people with the spaceship <laughs> god damn we're dark <laughs> Welcome to the Booked and Boozy podcast, where we are going to be motherfucking boozy tonight. Why, you may ask? Because our alcohol content is high and our expectations were very low. So in that case, we're going to have a good episode tonight. We have finally gotten to Air of Fire. And of course, this entire time, we've been told it's going to get better. It's going to get better, Brooke and Jada. We promise. Keep your expectations low for the first three books. Well, baby, they were low, and now they are high. So here we are, ready for air fire. Brooke, baby, how are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling really good. I'm really excited. My expectations were actually kind of high for this book because... I actually got a few DMs from some people saying that this was their favorite one in the series. And I was like, hmm, okay. Some people were saying it was more like a transition book. Some people were saying it was their favorite. I was like, either way, I think I'm going to enjoy it because I enjoyed the first couple, even though they weren't exponentially great. I still enjoyed them. So I was like, I think I'm still going to have a good time regardless. And I did. So that's what I'm talking about. My expectations were fucking low. Because of the first, <laughs> because of the first three books, Crown of Midnight got better and I could see the progress and I was like, okay, you know, still keep the expectations low, Jada. Now they're, now they are sky high because if it is what people say it is, it's going to get better with each book. My expectations are going to be really high for the next couple ones. So I'm really excited. Oh, same. Like I see this easily becoming my favorite series of all time. I don't know if I can say that yet. Not with, not with this book, maybe with the next coming books, but I don't know if I can say that just yet. So Brooke, what are you drinking tonight? 
So we had a couple of new characters introduced in this book. And like always, I wanted to um, base a drink off of one of my faves. So of course, a blood-sucking witch that adopted a bait dragon? Like, are you fucking kidding me? So, <laughs> yes, I'm, yes, I'm talking about Manon Blackbeak. Yes, I based a drink off of her and Abraxos. So here's what I'm drinking. I, unfortunately, I've done this to myself, but I'm taking shots tonight. I'm taking shots of moonshine, actually. Oh, God. And I've never had moonshine before, so this is going to be an experience for you and me both. Um, so I am drinking Old Smoky Moonshine uh, Hunch Punch flavor, and it's red to represent Manon. And then I'm chasing it with now here's where it gets a little iffy because I was trying to find a gray drink. <laughs> and of course, what the fuck is gray? Like nothing is gray. <laughs> so I was like going around the liquor store trying to find like something maybe I could mix together to make the color gray. I was asking the dudes who worked there. They were like, what the fuck are you talking about? So eventually I just settled on, um, it's the Smirnoff Ice. And then I poured some Sprite in with some glitter and I put it in a really um, like opalescent glass and it gave it almost this like silver rainbow effect. I don't think of Braxos as rainbow, but <laughs> it's the closest I could get to gray. Okay, so I'm drinking Manon and Abraxos. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm too much of a bitch to like stop you from like living your dreams like this, but... Again, I've said it before, you have the worst alcohol awareness of anyone I have ever met. <laughs> I think that this is going to be a good combo. Yeah, I it think your liver is going to actually hurt. <laughs> really? I've never had moonshine before. Which is why I am looking at you like you're fucking crazy right now. <laughs> moonshine it's legal like it can't be that bad how have you not had moonshine and you live in Tennessee I don't know I'm a vodka girl we just Brad and I just always go for vodka but this stuff is fucking good like it's it's good I didn't didn't realize that you can't you can't really even taste the alcohol at all like taking shots tastes like drinking a fucking Capri Sun so I'm in trouble Oh my God, I fucking love this. Well, here's the thing. Technically, I'm not doing anything much different, if you know what I mean. Yeah, okay, you're, t- you're coming for my ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I am drinking, I am drinking half of the Old Smoky Tennessee Moonshine, the orange version in this glass. And it's hella good. Like, literally can't taste it. It is going to be so dangerous tonight. The reason why I chose this one, I saw drink. I saw fuck. I saw Brooke (laughs) drinking moonshine and I was like, yeehaw, bitch. We drinking moonshine tonight. So I got some. (laughs) (laughs) Rocky top. You'll always be. Okay. So 
I did that. Left that uh, review on our Apple podcast. Um, this probably isn't the episode for you. <laughs> yeah, bitch, homie, you need to pop out now. We know you don't like our accents. Go ahead and just pop the fuck out. We do not know what moonshine is going to do for the both of us. And our accents are just probably going to start feeding off each other at one point when we're drunk. So just fuck off. All right. And then on top of that, I am mixing it with, of course, what I always mix. I can't just put a fucking Sprite in, I'm going to use a Truly Lemonade. Oh, no. <laughs> Bitch, you're coming after me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to be fine. Yeah, but I know what Moonshine does to this body and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been drunk on this podcast in a really long time, so... And this is a book that's finally good. Like, we actually enjoyed this book. <laughs> Not only have we not been drunk in a long time, this is the first time we've actually enjoyed a book in like a couple months, it feels like. so That's pretty bad, but fuck it. All right, Brooke, I see you have a new segment on our podcast. Oh yeah, I was going to ask um, why you're drinking this week. Oh, why am I drinking? Yeah. Mm, okay, so we all know how I go through these like, you know, book binge, borderline, psychotic phases. I have not only discovered the most amazing books, but I have also discovered the worst and I continue to read them. It was like, got to see it through my boy. You know what I'm saying? Even when, even when it's talking about titty twisting, um, clit piercings and your husband takes it and is like, bitch, what you reading? And he was like, ha ha, it's going to be one of those fae. <laughs> oh no. Faye bangers again. Ooh, the apex. <laughs> and it was like, not that. <laughs> it was like tears were running down my eyes as I felt him hitting the back of my throat multiple times repeatedly. <laughs> and then he was reading it out loud thinking, haha, so funny. Reading about Faye men. And he was like, this is not Faye men. <laughs> We've escalated to a point of no return. Is this this what you're reading all the time? (laughs) By the way, he saw the Ice Planet Barbarians dildo on my phone that I sent out to literally everyone who asked for it. And he was like, look, listen, first it was the Ice Planet Barbarians. I got it. It went viral. You guys had to hop on that dick. You know what I mean? But this... You know, we started with the thing, you know, the thing at the top that I can't compete with. And now we're, we're doing this. We're doing this now. Is this, is this going to be on a consistent basis? Like, do you still need me? (laughs) (laughs) We never need them. That's what I need (gasps) to know right now. We never actually need them. Kill all men. All right, enough about me. So why are you drinking? (laughs) I'm drinking because I had a near-death experience this week. And I'm laughing, but actually it really wasn't funny. I was at a Korean barbecue restaurant. Oh, I've been waiting for this story. Oh, my God. (laughs) And Brad, you know, he's cutting up the steak. He's putting it on the grill. He's being so cute. Like... He loves to grill when we're at home. So this was like right up his alley. He was loving every minute of it. He was scooping it up and putting it on my plate. 
And so I was so excited to take the first bite. And he was so excited. He was like watching me. He wanted to know like <laughs> how good he had done. And so like I put it in my mouth. And mind you, we're like with friends too. There's six of us at the table. I put it in my mouth. I chew like it's a little hard to like chew up. So I'm like, it's not that big. I'll just go ahead and swallow it. So I swallow it. And <laughs> I was like, hmm, that's pretty big actually. And it was like stretching out my esophagus. And I was like, hmm, how am I going to get this down? So like, I'm trying to swallow and swallow. And then I was like, I'm running out of air. So I try to breathe and I can't fucking breathe. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh shit. This is, this is actually getting bad. So I, my body's like initial reaction was to try and gag it up for some reason instead of cough it up. So like, I'm sitting here gagging. Everyone at the table thinks that I'm just like about to puke. And Brad's like, are you okay? And I'm just like, I've got the napkin in my hand, like turned away, like gagging into the napkin. <laughs> at this crazy expensive ass restaurant. <laughs> and then he goes, oh fuck, she's choking. <laughs> and he's sitting across from me, right? He's, he's like getting up from his chair and he's like, Lauren, Hit her in the back. So my friend Lauren, <laughs> who knows that I've had chest surgery, right? She's like, well, I don't know how hard I can hit her. And so she's just like lightly tapping me on the back. And I'm looking at her like, bitch, that ain't doing shit. <laughs> I'm running out of air. I'm trying to breathe. This thing's stuck in my throat. I can't swallow it or breathe. I'm like, where the fuck is it? I think it's like, I think it was like right above my epiglottis and blocking both holes in my throat. And so I'm sitting there and I can't breathe. And she's just lightly tapping me on the back. But somehow that actually ends up working eventually. Like right as I was getting close to being like, this is an emergency. Like <laughs> Brad was getting up to like, he was getting like in place to do the Heimlich. <laughs> why did he have to go to bed I want his side of like the story like immediately and then he just made fun of me the rest of the night and he was like well maybe Brooke would learn how to chew her food or maybe if Brooke knew how to swallow or maybe Brooke knew how to eat and I was like fuck you I was actually about to die <laughs> while you were sitting there dying he was like bitch I know you've had bigger than this come the fuck on <laughs> Okay, but that's easily retractable. (laughs) (laughs) Never had an instance where it was just lodged back there, you know? (laughs) New territory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's good. That's fresh. This poll I created with every ounce of bitterness I had left in my heart. And here's what it is. If you had shifting abilities, how mad on a scale of one to 10 would you be if your shifting form was human? Cough, cough, Selena Sardogian. One to nine, 11% of you fuckers. Bish, what the fuck, 10 lame as hell? 89% of you queens, because why the fuck would I want to be human? Okay, now there was some good arguments. It was like, okay, but what if you're fucking shifting form was a goddamn snail jada all right you know comparable to one of the shifting forms that we have met in this book and we'll talk about that later 
But someone also said, you know, it depends on what my regular form is. You know, what if your regular form is not Faye all the time? You know, what if it was the snail? So I got it. I got it. I really do for you 11 percenters out there. But for the majority of us, listen, if if my shifting form is not that of like a dragon or an octopus or something like fucking ferocious, I don't want it. That's my opinion. Now, Brooke, where do you fall? Well, obviously, I agree with you because Jane and I were Zoom reading this together. And I remember I looked up at her and I went, her animal form is a human. <laughs> like this whole time, I thought she was using her magic to maybe like she like suck in her ears and her teeth or whatever. So she would look less fey. Obviously, magic didn't work in the land, but I thought maybe fey could just like disguise themselves like maybe right. it was like a, almost like a chameleon type thing yes and then it was like and her animal form was a human and I was like god damn it I was waiting for something really cool and it wasn't it was lame as hell <laughs> it's just like why would you ever want to shift other than Selena Sardothian's very specific situation why would you ever want to go from fey to human? Like, I can understand any other animal. Rowan turns into a bird, he can fly. You know, what's his name? Gabriel can turn into a cat and he can run real fast. And obvious, it's like a disguise for them as well. Like, but she just turns into like a less hot version, version of herself. And that's yes. it. Literally, <laughs> she's like Bella Swan right now. You know, she's not Bella Cullen. All right. She's got to turn into Bella Cullen. <laughs> Someone's going to fucking beat me up for that statement. <laughs> I don't know. It was just kind of a letdown. Like I was waiting for her to turn into something like really fucking cool, like a lion or something. And it yes. just didn't happen. It could have matched her Leo persona. I mean, yeah, that or like those amazing. birds that flame. What are they called? Oh God, like in Harry Potter? Yes. A phoenix. She could have been a A fucking phoenix. phoenix. Yes. That would have been perfect for her. And then like, (laughs) and then her and Rowan could be birds together. Yes. The perfect (laughs) fucking pairing. Except they're related. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, we're going to have a heyday with this on this podcast. Damn it. Like, maybe she should end up with Kale. Like, he's the only one who's not fucking related to her. Yeah, he's so fucking stale that at least, you know, he's not related. <laughs> you know, Kale, Kale's like Matt Donovan, you know? He seems hot at first, and then you're like, nah, bitch, he's really not. He actually really bland. But then you're like, you know, we can't kill him off. We've got to <laughs> keep him around for the next eight seasons, even when the well- main character dies, you know? Like, he's just that guy. The only reason Matt Donovan made it, though, is because he was fucking the director. Yeah. So who who does Kelby fucking that keeps him around for so long? This is the question of a lifetime. (laughs) This is interesting. Have you switched sides? Oh, no. I've switched different planets, different teams, if you will. And we're going to get into that. I have a whole segment. I'm excited. I'm interested. I did not think we were going to switch up on Kale like that this soon. Oh, yeah. He's like, I mean, it's like he was my first fuck. You know what I mean? Like, he was good-ish, like, to an extent. 
like the first dick down that I ever had. So I thought it was good. And then now my tastes are broadening, expanding with all the people that I continue to dick down myself. It's like the dick down is now the, the dicker down. You know what? I need to shut the fuck up. I'm drunk. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, can't relate. because <laughs> Why am I a whore? Should we start before we get too gone? Jesus. Okay, let me take a drink. I probably shouldn't drink, but I'm gonna. Air of Fire Part One. It's your girl Jada here to start us off. A girl after my own heart, Miss Sardothian. After her big exit, she didn't go to kick ass and take names, okay? No, she sat her ass on the fucking rooftops eating bread in drinking wine to the point she was sick of it, dealing with her ex-boyfriend drama while she was refusing to take off his ring. Okay, it's relatable, queen. Come through. I'm pretty sure there is a T-Swizzle song about this. I can't feel the feels enough on this one. She really did take a page from the booked and booty playlist, shall I say. Just drinking away her problems. Yes. First time this is relatable. Just sitting on her ass, eating bread, and drinking booze. (laughs) Even though we're probably both gluten intolerant, we're like bread. (laughs) (laughs) And literally our FYP, by the way, on TikTok is like people telling us alcohol is bad. And we're like, we know. (laughs) (laughs) But basically it was supposed to be simple. Find Maeve, get answers on how to destroy word keys and return to a darling. Like, bitch, no one thought that that was going to be fucking simple, except you. What the fuck? All right. So until she turned around, it was until she turned around, right? Like, we're getting dramatic here. All right. To find a fey male in the shadows. I was like, bitch, who it is? Okay. All right. We finally get some fey up in here. And may I remind you, pure, solid, with a big D at the end. Faye, baby. All right. I was like, no fucking way are we getting Rowan this early in the book. I thought he was going to come around in the last couple books, to be honest. And disclaimer, we do know that she ends up with Rowan. I think everybody on fucking book talk knows because them bitches be blasting the fuck out of that fan art. Okay, I get it. All right. But that's our only spoiler that we know. All right. Here's our description. Tall, broad shouldered, Every inch of him seemingly corded with muscle, he was a male blooded with power. His silver hair gleaming, a wicked-looking tattoo was etched down the left side of his harsh face. The worlds of black ink stark against his sun-kissed skin. Let's talk about this. We all know I am a hoe. I'm a fucking hoe for the dark and handsome, but... There is a trump to this, and I'm not talking about Donald. I am a simp for silver hair, all right? A simp. There was a book in particular, a book series, that everyone was surprised that I liked this character. And the silver hair, I'm telling you, every single time a motherfucking silver-haired person, not talking blonde, silver, must be silver, walks in, my bitch ass is on cue, like, that's my motherfucking wifey right there. Okay. So are you talking about the infernal devices? 
Yes, I am. Anyone not on this hierarchy, I've created a table. I created a chart in our notes for Brooke to see. Um, At the top, we have tall, dark, and handsome with a single strip of silver hair. That shit get me weak in my knees, okay? That shit put me so over the fucking edge that I don't care what they do. I don't care if they kill a fucking child. I'm in love with you. Then- That's a fox type shit. It's hot. All right. Tier two, silver hair men or women. We do not discriminate. I love them all equally. And then the third tier, we have tall, dark, and handsome. Anyone after that, hit the road, Jack. You're not for me. So, moving. You said you like gingers. You were just talking about Ed Sheeran that you fucked in the basement. That was a phase. That was a phase, you see? Silver hair men have not been a phase. I have loved them, you know, since basically I came out of my mom's vagina. So, we're going to go for there. No, I'm going to cut you off there. That was not a phase because Realm Breaker. What's his fucking face? Tartison. It was a redhead. Tartar sauce red? Tartar, tartar sauce was red. I li- did I like him? Oh, I did like him. I loved him, actually. Yeah. Uh, okay, actually, I should have added a fourth tier on top of just looks in particular, besides the tall, dark, handsome, silver sharp hair. That was, remember, tier number one. Tier number two, if you're evil as fuck, I love you. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> never about the red hair it was the fact that he was the villain (laughs) just know if kylo ren would have asked me to take his hand to destroy everyone i would have case in point so moving forward she was like listen here are my options listen to t swift's red album on repeat or follow this man and potentially see Maeve." to be honest i was like yeah you know what it's a risky plan but he's hot as fuck So babe, we love the toxicity. Keep doing what you're doing. Except she also was like, he knows who I am from my smell. But I know I smell like ass right now. (laughs) And I'm going to smile deeply inside knowing that it's masking my scent. (laughs) What the fuck? I can't. I can't. I just kind of had to gloss over all the smell things because I just I knew what I was getting into when I picked up a Sarah J. Mass book and I was just like, I'm just gonna have to embrace it at I this mean, point. I thought it was funny as fuck. She's like, I smell like a fart right now. <laughs> 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 like, bitch, no ha ha. Spray some bath and body works, okay? <laughs> <laughs> now, in this book, we are flipping through point of views like is fucking candy okay i do prefer my fantasy books actually to start off with smaller point of views mainly diving into one character and then branching out and expanding the characters so this is actually like right up in my alley even though let me just let me just make this clear right fucking now i don't give a single fuck with the q about kale or dorian's point of view There was only one point where I cared about Dorian's point of view. Everybody else, don't give one single shit. Okay? Okay. Not until the end. (laughs) And then I was like, I just want to skip all of these fucking chapters. And she always left us on, like, the worst possible parts to flip over to their point of view. And I was like, I don't give one single fuck. (laughs) I know. It was like, do you want me to skip this on purpose? Like, I'm not really sure what you're trying to do here. I know you're trying to create the angst, but you're actually making me want to skip this on purpose. Like... Come on. Do I want to learn about Quidditch or do I want to tar- learn about the two cousins who are trying to have sex with each other? <laughs> God damn it. Ah, I'm not going to be able to stop. 
roasting that. Okay. So basically all we need to cover right now, Kale and Dorian are still mad at each other with some slight sexual tension for whatever reason that may be. And speaking of sexual tension, this dude, Aiden is here, who was Selena's cousin and is, now, <laughs> and is now working for the king. And for some reason, he has sexual tension in my brain with Kale and Dorian for whatever reason. I was like, you know, when they were first introduced, there was like this one scene that was like, trouble between you two? Let me guess, a woman. And I was like, huh, I've seen this exact same scenario on a gay porn website one time. I'm not really sure why, but I can fix that. oh god our next point of view thank fucking god is manon okay finally everybody's been telling us we're gonna love this character bitch we did and when i tell you immediately immediately i was like damn um i don't care about any of these other fuckers up in here this is my wife for life my wife right here would leave my husband type wifey okay let her run me over with the semi if she actually wanted to type wifey like okay i'm more of a dom but she could turn me into a sub any fucking day of the week type bitch that's the type of bitch that man and be spitting she immediately is what we call a man eater fuck the patriarchy blood running down her shirt with wicked intent and a smile to kill literally fuck me, but there's, it's impossible, right? Like I'm talking about her, like she's actually real. (laughs) (laughs) We sang man eater for Baba yellow legs in the last book. And I think it was premature. It was premature. This is an actual man eater and there are actual quotes to prove it. (laughs) (laughs) So we see Rowan and Selena for like a split second. She was like, he doesn't talk much, which is good. Let me try to to communicate with him he she's like make fire he was like no (laughs) wow we love a personality oh my god so we go back to dorian's point of view and he's low-key freaking and i would be too after he unleashed his magic he's been a paranoid ass bitch and the thought of what would happen if his father knew of his magic kept him up at night i mean yikes it would me too the king tasks Dorian to entertain Aiden Ash. Is it Ash River or Ash Veer? Ash River. Ash River. According Ash- to Taylor from Tipsy Book Talks, it is Ash, Ash River. River. Ash, not Ash River. <laughs> that sounds like a problem. <laughs> That's a plumbing problem. <laughs> Dorian got bold and asked, why do you tolerate Aiden? Why keep him alive and make him general? The king's response, because Aiden's rage is a useful blade and he is capable of keeping his people in line. He will not risk their slaughter, not when he has lost so much. He has quelled many a would-be rebellion in the north from that fear, for he is well aware it would be his own people who suffer first. Listen, I have a horrible fucking feeling just from this exact statement. A line that points out to me that this man will do anything. And no, I agree. And it it definitely foreshadows the end of the book. Yeah. And it's like, that may be what the king thinks, but men like that who have lost so much also come to the point where they have nothing to lose. And that makes me nervous for this man. And it's, it's shown through like Brooke said. 
we meet an interesting character in this chapter. Okay. Uh, interesting in the fact that we have not heard her name like ever. So we knew this bitch was going to D.I.E. die. But my girl, <laughs> sure she. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Ice Planet Barbarians. If you weren't there and you didn't want to read about blue dick aliens, you might as well go fucking listen to our podcast because I'm going to refer to her as Shorshi for the entire fucking rest of this book. I was thinking the same exact thing. <laughs> I was like, Shorshi? This was before she got captured and like sold into alien sex trafficking. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's, let's start with, let's start with a quote from Dorian. She's seen everything. Every inexplicable injury, every part of me, the depths of my soul. And she's like, yes, we keep records of our patients, but sometimes we forget to write them down. Bitch, what the fuck? You did not forget to write it down. You're just short-staffed in a capitalist healthcare scheme and lost your paper at 2 a.m. All right, so she, bitch, you relatable, so... (laughs) All right. She forgot to CYA. <laughs> Me forgetting, just kidding, continue to monitor. <laughs> so, not gonna lie, I was really annoyed by this character. Again, I had this thing where anyone who gets in the way of my ship can die and must die. And sure, she doesn't stand a chance in my book when she was like, OMG, Dorian, so handsome. I've stalked him for years. I was like, death. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, I don't want this bitch alive. <laughs> same way but who who's your ship like who do you want him with remember i said it last time i think that him and manon would be really hot okay except it's manon i'm so sorry <laughs> i wasn't gonna correct you <laughs> you fucking bitch <laughs> i feel bad doing it every single time i feel like a bitch doing it every single time well i fuck up every single time so i need to be corrected almost every single fucking time <laughs> before we get another fucking comment on apple podcasts <laughs> well while we're at it i think it's adion i don't give a shit he's aiden to me okay so <laughs> i mean <laughs> to correct me on anyone except that one <laughs> okay so thank the gods we got back into sales point of view i was like shit like we had sorshi shit and i was like really worried for a second and then we find out Rowan has taken her deep into the woods for a good old family reunion. Like ye fucking ha bitches, like hit the rodeo. Here we go. So with her auntie Maeve, queen of the Fae, cough, cough, and her cousin, Maeve says, hello, Aelin Galathinus, Galathinus, and her response. Galathinus. 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 I don't know. That one. We don't give a fuck. Her response is, Aelin Galathinius is dead, bitch. She's been dead and she will stay dead, motherfucker. That family reunion turned very literal when she said, Prince Rowan is from my sister Mora's bloodline. He is my nephew of sorts and a member of my household. An extremely distant relation of yours. There is some ancient ancestry linking for both of you. Like, why? Exclamation point. Why? Just why? Why does this need? Why is this necessary? Hold the comments right now. We're not done yet. We're going to keep, we're going to drive in the nail here. Okay. So 
Queen Maeve has been searching for her for a long, long time, even when her parents were alive and then unalived. She claimed that her mother always stifled her powers, that she knew what was raging underneath. The deal that is struck in return is that she trains with Rowan and harnesses her powers, and she will give her the knowledge that she seeks. Let's go, SJM. Copy. Paste. Agos. All right. So, Agos. <laughs> she asked. Why to... did you say it like that? Agos. All right. So. <laughs> and I love this because, I mean, it's a little loop-de-loop right here. She asks, to what end? And I'm just now making this connection. And Maeve responds, I wish you to become who you were born to be, to become queen. She's like, bitch, that's a nah. Now let's get, let's, hold on. Let me just fucking, you know, I know I'm stuttering. I know I'm, you know, whatever. I'm actually pissed. I'm pissed at all of you, actually. So, you know, I'm going to refill this motherfucking cup right now. Because if you follow us on Instagram, which you should, all right, make a little fake Finsta account, all right? You know what? Yep. If you if you make a Finsta account and you clarify that it's a Finsta account, we will probably follow you back because we live for that kind of toxicity. So, drum roll, ASMR style. This is why I'm fucking angry, okay? So, if I had a power projector right now, you bet your motherfucking ass I would have a PowerPoint slide for all of you. Why was Jada angry with her listeners part one? Okay. It's dead fucking on right now. Number one, the little piece of tea that we got. Rowan and Aelin are distantly related in all caps. What the actual fuck? That's number one. When I was reading chapter eight, I was like, no, bitch, this ain't, this ain't real. They won't fucking spring this one on me. They won't, they would not fucking do this. Number two, he calls her girl repeatedly. That just fucks with me. I don't know why I'm like, not in like a, a kink way. Like, it's just like, what the actual fuck? And then number three, this line, this line really just fucking just, ugh. all right. So in quotation marks, why should I waste flattery on a child? who's already in love with herself. And then she says, we are related, you know? And then in quotation marks, he says, we've as much blood in common as I do with the fortress pig boy. There was an argument to this and I'll get to it later, but I'm gonna save that little tea sipping motherfucking sprinkle that I have to add to that fucking comment that it doesn't matter because it's said that later in the books, oh, maybe they're not like, like related. All right. It's for like, you know, dramatic intensity. Okay. Well, they were still thinking about fucking each other before they even got there, bitch. Sit the fuck down. Yeah, like they knew, they, they thought they were related and they were still going down that path. They were still like, mm, you're hot. I want to fuck your brains out. Like what? <laughs> All right. You know what they, you know what they call that in Tennessee? A cousin fucker. All right. They call you a cousin fucker. It's a trigger because it actually happens and it's gross. <laughs> We're fakes. Also, like, I don't go back and read the parts that I don't have to, like, touch on on the pod. And the fact that he called her a child and then they end up falling in love, fucked up. Like, totally fucked up. Yeah. And then, all right, number four, y'all owe Cassie Claire 
a motherfucking apology because y'all be reading the exact same shit and I'm here to call you out on your motherfucking bullshit and you know what come for me come for me in the dms I want you to actually try and argue me argue with me on this because here's my thing this is a fantasy novel we don't have to bring the cousin fucking in this it's actually quite disgusting there could be so many things that i like you know whatever cut like that is my fucking limit okay that is my fucking limit i have exceeded my threshold of bitch shit that i can fucking deal with and this has gone too far in a fantasy novel, we don't have to rehash that like the Queen of England and everybody was literally fucking each other and they were related because guess what? They don't exist in this world. We do not have to carry that over into a fantasy novel and it's actually gross, actually disgusting. There are more topics that I could cover, but because this one is irking me the most right now, we'll go with that one. I'm done. I will go ahead. No, I agree with you 100%, but I will go ahead and give you the argument that the Cassie Clare stands are going to give you, or the Cassie Clare aunties, whatever the fuck they are. They're going to say that the love interests in, I guess it's like City of Bones, the Shadow, Shadow Hunter Chronicles, which we have not read, by the way. So don't come for us in the DMs with spoilers, because we do plan on reading them, even though we're going to fucking hate it. Um, they're gonna say that the the love interests, quote unquote, are brother and sister, and while as Dorian and Rowan and Adion are like thousands and thousands of years apart in terms of relations to each other. It doesn't like, fucking matter, but that's what they're gonna say. Well, I know, like, I mean, I know the fucking science, right? Like, literally, if you start from the beginning, it just gets really fucking gross gross as hell i don't like it but here's the thing again for the last and final fucking time this is a fantasy novel you can literally create whatever world that you want you can literally make it whatever you want i don't care if you're fucking your brother i don't care if you're fucking your cousin it has to be fucking related that's gross it was just unnecessary it was just like why it's just it's just unnecessary i'm like why bring this up all right but in good fashion, I'm going to try and block it out, block it out, as we block say <laughs> on this podcast. Anything that we can't take further, we're like, block it out, keep moving, block keep pushing. <laughs> we need to make beanies that say, block it out, and I then think- you can just like pull it over your eyes yes. when you're pissed about something. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, what the fuck ever? Like, I'm not going to let it get in the way of me finishing this book. I'm a toxic. I'm a toxic ass bitch there's a level of toxicity i won't you know reach and that's fucking your cousin you fucking weirdo but we'll just you know keep going so we won't do it but we'll read about it i guess let's reluctant (laughs) right now let's take a break from that because thankfully we are in my wife's point of view starting off with a bang She says, there were few sounds she enjoyed more than the groans of dying men, but the wind was one of them. Okay, like, don't stop being perfection. You're like, they're like, Jada, like, murder? Like, you literally just gave us a whole speech on, like, this being wrong, and then you're like, murder, yas. I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm." So, murder, (laughs) murder. drove her to this it's just i think it's mainly the fact that no one warned us is why i'm so pissed yeah and the fact that it like 
this is the love interest and we know that this is the person she ends up with like we know this we know what the spoiler ahead of time and then it's they make this big ass deal at the beginning of the book that they're related and it's like what the fuck why does it have to be a big deal like i don't understand like god okay so if it was just like one sentence like oh we were so distantly related no like she literally like she honed that that in in chapter eight like we are related like please god stop okay anyways we're moving on moving on all right love manon although manon although essentially we find out that her subplot is harry potter and the goblet of fire she even has a broomstick i mean a broomstick for her quidditch matches so that's there's that then then selena wakes up with a cute love note and i quote I'm not sorry for punching you in the face. You deserved it. Here's a salve for speedy recovery. XOXO auntie sends her well wishes. Hashtag your cousin Rowan. Then she finally got to a bath and headed down for the kitchen. She no longer smelled like ass, right? This is where SJM likes to put her characters in therapy through remedial tasks. And Brooke pointed this out, by the way. She said, at least it's not a library. <laughs> hashtag copy hashtag paste okay so she doesn't wait, wait, wait. why is Domino's pulling in my driveway <laughs> I thought Brad was asleep <laughs> I know what I'm doing after the pod <laughs> she doesn't want them to know her real name so let's add a third one. We've already got two we're working with. Let's add a third one. And we're going to go with Alentia. That's the name that Nehemia gave her. I know. But like, why the fuck do we have more? It just pisses me <laughs> off. So I can barely pronounce the first one. <laughs> why make it harder? My dyslexic ass. Right? Like, shit. Trauma. Okay, so she's working with a bunch of half-breeds. I don't know why, but I keep thinking that all these half-breeds of Fae, I know they don't look like this, but I'm I'm picturing the house elves in Harry Potter, like Dobby-type shit, okay? I don't know why. <laughs> Second point, I'm a Luca stan. He holds nothing back, and he's quirky as fuck, and he says, you must be very important or very unlucky to have Rowan training you to enter Doranelli. <laughs> And she's like, I'm both. But on the inside, she was like, my parents died. I've killed over 100 people for money. My ex-boyfriends are gay for each other. And my first, <laughs> and my first one, Sam, died. And now, now my future boyfriend slash husband is my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a bitch. <laughs> You really showed up for this episode, I gotta say. I did. I'm fiery. (laughs) Interesting. I get like this when I drink moonshine. I don't know why. Back to the inner monologue of my wife. Every single time I get to the point where I can't take something, this bitch shows up and like, you know, smacks me in the side of the face. And I'm like, thank you. Manon treated her body as she would any other weapon. She kept it clean and honed and ready at any time to defend and destroy me. Please fucking destroy me not only that but she's an animal rights activist like fucking stop it the witches are preparing for the goblet of fire by training their own personal dragons the weirverns as sjm wanted to call it 
She was immediately put off by how the Weaverns were treated, chained, animals whipped and beaten to aggression like fighting dogs. Love of my fucking life. Thank you. Thank you so much. <sighs> okay, so. <laughs> my parents died. I've killed over 100 people for money. My boyfriend forgave for each other. My first. My first love, Sam Diamond. How my future boyfriend is my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like every single one of our audience is like, unfollow. <laughs> These bitches have gone too far. They've messed with my cousin fucking. I'm gonna fucking unfollow them. Look, it's not our fault, okay? Please don't. I'm I'm doing this. I'm doing this in all good fun, except I'm not. Like I am low-key mad at every single one of you. You know, with with love. But at the same time, you fucking bitches. <laughs> she said with hate. <laughs> oh my god, are we in enemies to lovers right now? Oh my god, wink wink. Okay. All right. So we're looking at you, Taylor and Allie. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You had the ample opportunity. Can you every time I do <laughs> Yes. Honestly, it speaks to us and our... Yes, please yeah, do. Our God, it really worked for you. I think you found your, like, your niche alcohol. This is it. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It makes me just a pissed off fucking bitch. I don't know why. So... Rowan came to pick Selena up from kitchen therapy so they could do some exercise therapy. Hashtag copy, hashtag paste. Trekking up a rocky ridge toward the highest reaches of the forest. Step, step by step, step by motherfucking step, bitch. Hashtag copy, hashtag paste. So Rowan says, here's your first lesson, girl. Cut the horse shit. I don't feel like dealing with it. And I'm probably the only one who doesn't give a damn about how angry and vicious and awful you are underneath. And then yells at her to shift. And she's like, well, I hope you brought some snacks because um, it's going to take a while. Pour you some sweet tea, sit on the porch, honey. We're getting real cozy. All right. So then for some fucking reason, she's like, I'm rich as hell. I've got money. I'll pay you to lie. And he's like, you are a child. A spoiled one at that. Let's we keep bringing this up. I know. I don't mean like I'm done. I'm not gonna bring anything up. Me continuing. <laughs> I'm not even talking about you. I'm talking about Rowan. Right? Like, God damn, Rowan, put it to fucking rest. He's like, I don't give a damn about your money because I'm rich as fuck too. You Leo ass bitch. You are a coward. Okay. Pause. Okay. What sign do we think Rowan is? He's like a Taurus or a Virgo. I was thinking Virgo or Aries. He probably does have some Aries in there. I'm an Aries moon, so he's a Virgo rising Taurus sun, Aries moon. I stand by that statement. All right. So there's a lot to digest here, but let's focus on what that did. Selena is still struggling with Nehemia's death, and she basically collapses in front of him internally. Rowan's like, hmm, she's not responding well to my death threats. Let's crank it up a notch. I'm going to leave you at this field, which I imagined is like a graveyard for some reason. And he was like, run across it real fast, you know, speedy, light lightning. And I'll meet you on the other side. That'll do it. If you, if you make it, I'll take you to Dornelli whenever you wish. So homegirl was like, bet your ass traps. I will. You bet. 
she cannot turn down a chance to be self-deprecating and that is relatable as fuck because we all do it so let's motherfucking go she running all right she did not run into a white though whatever that is w-i-g-h-t yeah i don't know i was too lazy to look that up i don't actually give a fuck so she ran into something else entirely she glimpsed only a flash of pale skin night dark hair unfathomable beauty and onk's tongue around his strong column of a neck (laughs) around his neck (laughs) anyways blackness blackness everywhere it was night it was dark a wave of it slamming down on her what are what are our thoughts on this because this sounds very familiar even though it turned out not to be familiar yeah right yes i thought the same thing but you know it's whatever like it was just so familiar like you said copy paste so I have, I have another point on this too down the road okay i'll get that in mind the presence invaded her mind pulling images of gruesome deaths that had haunted her past and her magic spelled from her as she blacked out she woke up to rowan vomit on her shirt she had pissed herself i mean girl had went through it and he still be like you're a piece of shit <laughs> i'm like damn this is a motherfucking bitch right here. All right, I can work with that. I mean, but it didn't matter what he said or did to her. She was done, done. <laughs> and she was like, peace out, eight town. I'm going to fuck home, you fucking old piece of shit. So, all right, we're back in Kale and Dorian's point of view, and we don't give a fuck. Here's my rundown. Kale has daddy issues. Dorian has daddy issues. Dorian is trying to fuck an undercover blue alien named Shorshi, who low-key... <laughs> been really (laughs) obsessed with him and i'm kind of disturbed by it moving on as we enter back into cell's point of view she's waking up a recurring theme here at the beginning of every single one of her chapters we can't just be in a scene we must be waking up to something her day was shit roan had kicked her ass once again his tactics doing little to bring out her magic and then while emery was telling a story she noticed a creature a creature who waited in the rain very emo I might add, but something about the hawk's eyes were familiar. Yes, they were familiar. It had watched her for days while she was in Varisi. It came to her that it was Rowan's animal form. <laughs> caw, caw. <laughs> what the fuck, man? More fucking wings. To end of our story, part one of part one, in Dorian's point of view, with Shorshi. Listen, all I care about is that Fleetfoot is still alive. An honorable mention that Kale is literally the worst at sneaking around and gets caught by Aiden, period. And all right, that's my section. <laughs> the only important part of Kale's point of view is Fleetfoot. I <laughs> know, I'm like, okay, uh, thanks. That's all I needed from you. Um, don't message me on Tinder ever again. Thanks, bye. <laughs> God, okay. Well, I'm pouring myself a shot because... Look, oh. I don't know how I don't know how the fuck I'm supposed to follow up on that. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. I need you to pull that that merchandise back out into the screen. What the fuck is on top of that? Because it's a it's, lid. It's a lid with a pourer, so you can pour the moonshine God. from. Damn, that is sexy. Yeah, it's a little spout. I'm a little teapot, show hands that Here is my handle. I'm a grown up bitch. <laughs> 
here's the thing with these like it comes it comes in a mason jar right like how the fuck am i supposed to pour that into this teeny tiny shot glass and not spill it everywhere like i'm an unintentionally messy ass bitch i'm gonna need that for six dollars yeah and it was worth it you know what you could do with it <gasps> shut up yes queen <laughs> That bitch just sit that fucking moonshine like a sippy cup. Oh my god! I did, and then I spilled my moonshine on my leg. Like I said, unintentionally messy ass bitch. Okay. Well, I don't know how I'm gonna even match that energy. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, that was like ten out of ten, top tier, like kingdom of the wicked type shit. <laughs> That was so good. I am so impressed. <laughs> That's actually scary because listening back to Kingdom of the Wicked, I kind of internally cringe inside. So, well, you didn't talk about fucking people in the ass. So, <laughs> you bit <laughs> improvements. <laughs> improvements. She was angry this time, not horny. And there, you know, I hate you. <laughs> Very fine line between the two. So we may merge into that pretty soon. Stick around for part two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Moving into part two of what did we read? Air Fire. Air Fire. Oh, no. Guys. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm scared. God. Okay. So we start in Kale's point of view, which, like, what the fuck ever. We don't care. He finally found Adion, and it turns out he was a traitor, but not to Teresin, Teresin, the the Fey Kingdom, mm-hmm. but to the king. So he's a good guy, and he had swapped his ring for a fake, and was gathering intel on the king, faking his raids this whole time. And I was like, I thought that I picked up good vibes on this guy, and I was excited about it. But just as he was about to kill Kale. He said, Aelin is alive. And thus their bromance ensued and they became allies. Apparently both of us were picking up in the gay vibes going on here. There were lots of gay vibes. A thousand percent. So then we're in Selena's point of view and she and Rowan are training and she just like kind of slightly insulted. What is she like? Her aunt? Maeve? I don't know. Auntie. Auntie Maeve. Auntie Maeve. And he says, don't use that tone when you talk about her. And then grabs her tongue? And, and then bit her? The tongue thing, I was like, what the fuck? The bite, I was like, okay, we're going somewhere. It started off weird, but I can look past that if the biting turns into a sexual thing. It didn't. And then it just kind of left me like, what the fuck? But here we go. This is what happened. Like I just said about Jada, there's a fine line between anger and lust. And I mean, technically, (laughs) Jada's so mad. (laughs) I mean, technically, it turned on Aelin because she shifted. Like, is that what it did? Was like, was that like her faith form being like, give me like, okay, like, like, give me that D. But then she like shifted back. I don't know. Like, I, I get why that's that's what did it for her. But I was like, what's happening here? Why why would biting her make her shift? Other than that primal reaction to breed. I'm kind of wondering if 
this book is for people with daddy kinks. You know what I'm saying? Daddy kinks? Yeah. I mean, literally, word for word, he was like, don't you use that tone with me. That's like something a dad says. Damn, I thought you were going to say your dad bit you or some shit. Oh, ew, God, no. (laughs) We were talking about biting her, and you were like, daddy kink. And I was like, (laughs) sorry. And Rowan says, does your lover know what you are? He knows everything. (laughs) And I won't be biting you again. Even if that's the only way to get me to shift. Like, girl, I see you. I understand why you're upsetting spaghetti, okay? Like, we all see you simping for this man. And you not slick, to be honest. And I think he sees it too. You don't bite the women of other males, he says. And then I was like, wait, so do you bite your own women? Like, what's going on here? Like, why did you bite her in the first place? What triggered it in your brain that said, let me bite her and see if she shifts? And then what in her brain, what chemical reaction in her brain happened where it was like, okay, I'm going to shift because he bit me. Like, what happened there? It wasn't explained. It just, it just happened. Am I making stuff in my mind again? What exactly did she bite? Did he, he bit, bite? Her neck. he bit her neck. Okay, vampire style. Remember that. Yes. I was like, I get it. But like, Selena ain't seen Twilight. That's not a thing. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, like, that's a very erratic place to bite someone, you know? That's what I'm saying. Her faith form came forward because she was like, okay, it's time for Pound Town. I'm here. I'm ready. Damn. Yep. Like, is that not what happened? Tell me that's, that's not what happened. Bitch, you right. She responds with, we're not together, dot, 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 anymore. Like, you're not slick. We see what you're doing. You are begging for this, your cousin, to bite you. <laughs> it's never going to get better. Like, it doesn't get better. <laughs> I'm honestly worried. <laughs> he tells her to shift, but she can't. And he says, you're worthless you probably would have been more useful to the world if you had actually died 10 years ago. Like, ouch, okay? And she left after that. And like, I don't fucking blame her. She said, I'm out, fuck it. Peace out, A-town, A-town, A-town. Oh my God. A-town, bitch. I'm having a stroke. (laughs) (laughs) A-town. What's the NIH scale real quick? Let me move all my limbs. I sent Jada a, a Snapchat a couple days ago and I was like, do you ever just kind of like have a pain in your head and like you move all your limbs and your face and you say some words to make sure that you're not actually having a stroke? And she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke, honey. <laughs> you is slightly hypochondriac with evidence, but... <laughs> I am a hypochondriac, but also my body is falling apart. (laughs) So I have to be. (laughs) It's not funny. (laughs) Actually sad. (laughs) All right. So getting back on track, Rowan is an asshole. (laughs) And Selena's like, I'm not going to take the verbal abuse. I'm out. And I'm like, I don't blame you, bitch. So she packs her things and she leaves Miss Taven or whatever the fuck it's called. And he follows her and says, is this what you do? Run away when things get hard. No, oh, like she just doesn't want to be verbally abused. What the actual fuck? Like if you listened to her at all, instead of telling her you didn't care about her life, she would have told you how hard she's had it her entire fucking life, especially the last 10 years. 
Bitch does the exact opposite. When things get hard, she hop right on it. Okay. She just right. doesn't like you. <laughs> this is our main bitch. We got her back. This Leo ass bitch. He asked her, why not bother to save her own people? Why can't her friend, aka Nehemia, save her own kingdom instead? And she says, because she's dead, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm left to live my worthless life. She kept walking into the forest and he stopped following her. Or so she thought. This is where I was either very intoxicated or I just skipped this entire chapter because I do not remember a fucking thing that happened. Really? I remember this quite vividly. No, I read this today and I was like, what? Because I remember reading the end of the book and I was like, skinwalkers? What the fuck are those? (laughs) You know, I think she took that from like, actual skinwalkers like the uh what are they called the the things in the appalachians that i see on tiktok uh i think they're called actual skinwalkers like if you sneeze or something they like come out and they want to take your skin or what the fuck ever i think she actually took directly from that well there's another name for skinwalkers in the appalachians and like you're not supposed to say it or they come and get you and maybe that's a good thing that i can't remember because i'm very drunk right now and i I think it's a great thing that you can't remember because your ass literally go outside right now in the middle of the night and howl at the moon in the backyard where I have a forest on the Trail of Tears. So it's probably a good thing I can't remember. Because <laughs> honestly, you know, maybe my bad karma just comes for myself because literally all I can think of is you are welcome in my home as long as you are of love and light. <laughs> and the Listen demon it. was like, I specify have- love and light. <laughs> This chapter that I either blacked out or just skipped altogether. She awoke that night to a thunderstorm and three figures flashed in the lightning. She started running only to run into Rowan who had followed her. Like, bitch ass, why do you care? You literally just like drug her through the fucking mud. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And then he takes her into a hollow tree and says, you have to shift or we will die. Your moral slowness will kill you. Okay? <laughs> like, no pressure. Skinwalkers, that's what they were. They ran, but they were immortal and no mortal weapon could kill them. Then they jumped off a ledge. The skinwalkers just jumped off with them. <laughs> and she quite literally lit them up in blue flame. Like, surprise, shoddy. Hey. Then they went back to the fortress. <laughs> I read that and I was like, what in the fucking fever dream is this? <laughs> we jumped to Manon's point of view. And here we go. Ah, I'm so glad I have this part. Everyone is talking about big boy Titus, okay? He is the dragon to secure. Everybody wants him. He literally is the fiercest, the most cunning. He's big boy, okay? And it was time to choose their dragons, but a fate dragon, and the sad face next to this, was chained to the wall so that <laughs> the trained dragons could show off their strength. When Titus came out, he was lethal and cunning with a preternatural cognizance. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but I googled hey. that. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> smart. Cannot compute. <laughs> <laughs> He knew just where to strike to inflict the most agony. And Manon was salivating at the mouth. And I was like, oh, dear God, please, please no more bestiality and wings and shit. Like, 
like no we can't we can't have any more of this <laughs> non had her eye on titus until that jaundice bitch pushed her over the edge into the fighting ring titus no longer paid attention to the bait beast but her and looked at her as not his rider or his mistress but his prey he came after her but abraxos looked at her as if he wanted to help so she cut his chains but this part kind of pissed me off a little bit because she cut his chains not to help him but to use him as a defense like fuck off bitch she makes up for it later but i was mad so abraxos attacked titus and he won literally biting off his head (gasps) he's mine she says and she named him abraxos after the ancient serpent who held the world between his coils at the behest of the three-faced goddess. Bitch, I want to cry right now. Same. I love talk about it later, but like, ugh, I love this bitch. The next time Adion and Kale met, they went down to the secret tunnel to talk. Secret Secret tunnel. tunnel. Secret Secret tunnel. tunnel. I don't know how we haven't like made that joke sooner within this series that is one of my favorite episodes by the way kale told him most everything but what they didn't know is that dorian kept his magic book okay hold on i have to reorient they're They're in the secret tunnel okay (laughs) kale told adion most everything but what they didn't know is dorian kept his magic books in selena's old room to hide them and came in after they had gone down, overhearing everything. In this moment, Dorian found out Selena was Aelin. This was very anticlimactic for me. I wanted Dorian in the most dramatic way, and he just didn't, and it made me upset. But he finds out it is what it is. And of course, he got his feelings hurt and lashed out, and I understand why he would. They tried to convince him that their alliance was a good thing, but the betrayal hurt too deep and he stormed out. They kept him in the dark for literally most of the book. (laughs) Dorian, poor Dorian, he was just off in his own little lala and doing his own little thing. Everybody's like scheming, like trying to take down the king or whatever. And Dorian's like, I'm gonna fuck (laughs) Shorshi. I'm so glad we read Ice Planet Barbarians before this. It just makes everything better. Okay, back in Selena's point of view, Rowan took her out to the forest and brought her to a body that they found along the stream. It was a woman who had been drained of life, face twisted in terror and bleeding from the ears and nose. They assumed it was whatever got Selena in the cemetery. But before they left, Selena was like, wait, we can't leave her. So they burn her. And I was like, bitch, this bitch starts singing again. Like, I can't. She's like, I Beating on her chest. Like, homie. It's not that serious. Okay, so then, like, back in Kale's point of view, and I'm just like, kill me. Kale and Adion go to see Selena's apartment. I'm like, oh, cool. She's got a secret apartment. Wow. Wow. Like, oh my God. Wow. Wow. (laughs) 
And then they talk about the day that magic went away. And Adion says it was almost like waves went over the continent. Then we jumped to Dorian and Shorshi, and she put iron in its contraceptive tonic to stop his magic from rising up unexpectedly. Also, they're falling in love. <laughs> Great. <laughs> love that for you, Dorian. Not that everybody else's lives are fucking falling apart. Oh, he gets it in the end, though. Poor bastard. Okay. Manon went to go see Abraxas in the dungeon to begin their training. And the men were there trying to get him to obey and were like slashing their whips at him. And Manon was like, oh, no, the fuck you ain't. And she literally goes up and slashes her nails onto them in return and licks their blood. She, she, but she's like, ew, gross. (laughs) she's like what is like literally in that moment it's that tiktok what is that one that's like a man with the unwashed ash ash. a man with the unwashed ass (laughs) i was gonna gonna say damn this smell like booty hole (laughs) either way these bitches smell like death and she's like why the fuck are my witch bitches eating these people like they they taste like literal rotten assholes it's a mystery apparently and then we find out that abraxos can understand her and she told him that he was going to have iron spikes put in his tail and his teeth so that they would be alike and ready to fight making him whole again after what the humans took He did as she asked, and she stayed with him every painful moment, telling him stories of her past to distract him while he got a BBL. (laughs) I can't. I can't. I loved every single second of that, though. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, sweet. I was like okay you have my whole heart soul like I don't I don't give a fuck like Manon is my favorite character now yeah like, 100% fuck Dorian it's Manon Manon is our queen variously right that is correct another Demi-Fay body had been found many miles away and Rome wanted to inspect it but in order to do so Selena had to shift her anger gr- drove her to shift this time and they twilight style zoomed through the forest to the body. I'm so glad that I made you read the first twilight <laughs> because this is so accurate. And I pictured this every step of the way. <laughs> As if you could outrun me. As if you could bite me off. <laughs> God, it was kind of cute though. I'm not going to lie. Cause they were like racing and smiling at each other. And she was like, wow. I've never felt this deep before. Like her natural body felt like so right to her. I was like, wow, this is kind of sentimental, but also Twilight. A hundred percent. So fucking accurate. It hurts. They finally got to the Red Roof seaside town, but the people were too scared of them as Faye to give them any info. But Selena had an idea. Chocolate cake. (laughs) (laughs) 
She ran from store to store buying chocolates and clothes and all the things and the people began to warm up to them. She tossed all of her shopping bags to Rowan and said, buy me more shit, daddy. She <laughs> literally like, like her sugar daddy. And I was like, okay, bitch, I see you. Like, oh, okay. fuck. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but the villagers ended up not knowing anything. But one fisherman did say that he found knives and swords in his nets, <laughs> threw them back so the goddess of the sea or whatever could like bless him. I don't know. I didn't think two shits about that when I read it the first time. But then when I read it the second time, I was like, wait, that makes sense. Dorian and Kale's point of view. Here we fucking are again. Sure, she bought him a new tonic, brought him a new tonic mixed with mint so it would go down easier to his bedroom. And she left his room like the typical, we can't do this. It's forbidden. Oh my gosh. None of us will get killed if they find out. And she walked out and slammed the door. But he opened it and pulled her back in, kissing her deeply. I just have to say, Dorian falls in love so easily and so hard that it's almost to his detriment. It's it's so Bridgerton, like it makes me sick, you know? I liked Bridgerton. <laughs> I don't know, bro. This, like, I'm like, y'all keep talking about Daddy Dorian, Daddy Dorian. And I'm like, where the fuck is Daddy? I just have Dorian. I, I know he's coming with his magic. I just, I feel it. I well, feel I it. was hoping for it this book, but apparently it's going to be the next one. Okay. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for it's you guys. I just, I feel it in the air. It's in the cards. It's in my cards. I'm going to do a spread on Dorian tomorrow. I hope so. Cause I need it. <laughs> I need one couple to not be related. So. <laughs> oh, sure. She dies. So I can't tell you much about who Dorian ends up with. Hopefully they're not fucking related either. I talk about how I like stuff that I want never happens for me. And like that, this did actually happen for me. I, I wanted sure she dead the damn second she was fucking introduced the damn second she had a point of view so i mean holla thank you I'm not, I'm not gonna lie for once i actually wanted her dead too welcome <laughs> to the dark side <laughs> you know what i hope though the next time like i can see this plot playing out perfectly i hope it happens like the next girl that he wants to fall in love with he has a hard time falling in love with her because every single time he's loved someone, it's put them in danger. Like we are setting up, we are setting up for some major tension. And I think that SJ going to pull through. Okay, sis. All right. All right. I'm going to come down. I can't tell you, but I know. What the fuck do you know? I know who Dorian ends up with. Nuh-uh. Yeah, I do. TikTok squealed it, but I know. Fucking bitches. Bitches. All of you who who spoiled the shit for us and then didn't tell us about the incest plot. Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) But the joke I've been wanting to make, which it's not going to be funny now because now I have to point out that it's a joke that I want to make, is that Dorian falls in love so easily and so fast. He gives me that TikTok sound that's like soft boy, squishy boy, does not even know ABCs. What the, what fucking side of TikTok you on? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know, but it's like, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
now that I say it out loud, it's kind of funny, but like girls will like make that joke about their boyfriend's peepees and they'll be like, soft boys. Oh, no. Like when it's soft and they're like, so small, does not know ABCs. I am so glad I'm on the gayest side of TikToks possible. <laughs> oh, Maybe gay to a man, but my TikTok's like, let's dollar bean, bitch. <laughs> God. Okay. Moving on. I don't even know where the fuck I it am. It gets shot every single time we say it. Moving on. There's just so much to unpack here. <laughs> Kale went to meet with Adion. Maroke, Murtok, Maroke, that, and Ren, but Ren had been stabbed and followed, and then they ran to an opium den, like, okay, I'd probably follow you there, but also why? Why is that your safe place? I don't know. Being there made them unrecognizable for some reason. I still don't get it. But then they patched up Ren and took him to Selena's apartment that apparently exists in this book that has never been mentioned before. Chapter 31, Manan. Manan took Abraxos to a grassy plateau on top of a mountain. I love this. She had brought him some meat from the dungeons for him to eat, but he refused because it smelled nasty and laid back down to sniff some flowers. We love him. God, he reminds me of my dog. Anyways, I, like at this moment when like after she rescued the bait dog and then the, the bait dragon was sniffing the flowers, I was like, I'm really going to fucking like this bitch, aren't I? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> She's in a hashtag don't shop to adopt. Oh, my God. I butchered that. <laughs> <laughs> How drunk are we right now? drunk <laughs> she's, a hashtag, she's a hashtag adopt don't shop bitch and i love that about her i don't know doing YMCA in the background i don't really know no what's coming over me <laughs> <laughs> so anyways um he's sniffing flowers and won't eat so she went and got him some fresh goat and he ate it the next day they went back to their spot and Manon was dead set on getting him to fly. They were going to take the east side of the mountain because the west side was certain death. Sounds like New York to me. He refused to let her on, still sniffing the flowers, but she ran and jumped on his back and he bucked. But his panic sent them over the west side of the mountain <laughs> and they began to plummet to their deaths. But he did it. He flew right before they fucking died, but he did it. And it was the most beautiful feeling in the world to both of them. God, I love this point of view so much. It was my Me favorite. Too. You know, most people like from my, to my knowledge, people who were like the original readers of Throne of Glass, they didn't like Manon's point of view originally, like in this book, when she was first introduced, they just wanted to know about Selene's point of view. I noticed a lot of our DMs on Instagram were like, I wish I would have appreciated appreciated Manon's point of view a little bit more than I did the first time reading it. And I was like, bitch, that was my favorite part. <laughs> I know, right? She was the fucking plot for me. I don't care about her Quidditch ass. Like, I was like, damn, sis. 
She's a man to make your work hard. Destroy me. I'm just going to go ahead and call it now. I think Moonshine is like our jam. I think so. I feel like the band, I hear the banjos playing in the background, you know, like, am I disassociating or am I just in my element? I'm not sure. The next day, the 13 went out to the canyons and they began practicing flying in formation together. That's all I have on that chapter. Moving on. (laughs) Chapter 33 to 34, Selena. Selena was listening to Emery's stories on a stormy night when a mountain cat came running at them before shifting into a man. I have a couple things to say here. One, I fucking love the fact that Sarah J. Mass put some just very like homey slash aesthetic pieces into her book. I don't even know if those are the right words, but I love the fact that they're telling like ghost stories and scary stories around the fire in the kitchen while it storms in a castle. Like, that's that's it. That's all I want in life. That is just so... It's everything, you know? It is. But then, like, point number two is, like, Emery's, doesn't she hardly have a character named Emery's? Or Emery's is the OG Emery's, and the other Emery's is an Akis. It doesn't matter. Hashtag copy, hashtag paste, Akis. Jesus, fuck. Okay. So, the cat was one of Rowan's friends, and they left the campfire and went to his room. Selena was like, bitch, what the fuck? She was offended for whatever reason that she was not invited to his bedroom that night. So she brought the new guy some soup. But when she opened the door, she thought she was walking into sexy time, which is really fucking funny to me. It's interesting because you know how Rowan had such like a bad reaction of her bringing soup? shit i didn't even think about that yeah is that Um, a coincidence or is it like fact well she wrote these books first but like now it doesn't feel like a coincidence right because like oh and recent and the soup campbell's chicken noodle fucking soup she wasn't even bringing the soup to rowan she was bringing it to gavriel exactly and that's why he got so mad oof bitch oh is that some tea did we discover tea <laughs> no this is some tea i didn't think about this. <laughs> i was focused on the fact that she thought she was walking into them doing some gay shit and i was laughing about that but also kind of like mm, like <laughs> the rest of y'all can't see what i'm doing but i'm like mm. <laughs> god i fucking love this bitch <laughs> He was tattooing. It gets really emo here, actually. (laughs) It's so emo. I'm so glad you brought this up. (laughs) He was tattooing, like, the deaths of his loved ones onto his friend's body. And I was like, okay. But Selena didn't know that. And she was like, oh, fuck. I've walked into something that I shouldn't have and sprints the fuck off. But Rowan is pissed now that Jada's brought it up that she brought Gabriel some sweet soup. (laughs) (laughs) and runs into her room he's literally chasing her ass through the castle (laughs) and she says you left me you left me and i have no one left and he says there is nothing that i can give you nothing i want to give you you are not owed an explanation of what i do outside of training 
I don't care what you have been through or what you want to do with your life. The sooner you can sort out your whining and self-pity, the sooner I can be rid of you. You are nothing to me. I do not care. That is just so extra. That is so extra. It's not like she caught him with his dick in somebody. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just kind of like, what the fuck? He's mad about the soup. I didn't get it until you pointed it out. It's the soup. soup. It's the soup, bitch. And he and she brought him Campbell's. He was like, no, not the Campbell's. That's too solid of evidence. (laughs) The next morning, she awoke dead to the world and lashed out at Ifri's. Oh my God. This was the point that I was Snapchatting Jada and I was like, I literally want to beat the shit out of this girl. Like it's on site. Bob, Bob. Like I'm about to beat her <laughs> up. I, I love was it. so mad. And then like she not only lashed out him out at him and he began to cry. It got worse. He was crying and she laughed in his face yeah. and left the room. I was like, mm, this bitch is getting sent straight to hell if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> Fiery ass bitch can burn down there. I don't care. You do not touch Emery's. <sighs> Later that morning, Rowan came downstairs looking for her. And Emery's says... What are you doing to that girl that makes her come in here with such emptiness in her eyes? I see her slipping away bit by bit because you shove her down when she so desperately needs someone to help her back up. Shit. And he tells Rowan that he's known who she was all along and that everyone in the castle had. So when he went to go find her, he found her sitting next to a lake. Do you want to talk about it? He says, no, good, because we're going. And he took her to another lake inside a cave that he had frozen over. And in the middle was Luca. (laughs) Go get it, he says. Selena, Selena, whatever her fucking name is. She's got like five of them at this point. Managed to control her powers and free Luca. And they thought they were safe until they saw a massive red eye staring at them just below the ice. All right, Jada, how drunk are you? I feel, listen, okay, I feel like I'm a five, but my lips are kind of like tangly, you know, like you put on like a, like a lip plumper. So I'm like, am I really a five? My body is like, bitch, you 10, but my mind is like five, you know? It's kind of like the same way I feel about myself. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a second. <laughs> Ignore that. How drunk are you? <laughs> um, I was going to say, I feel like a five right now too, but only that's because after I peed. Like before I peed, I would have said like a seven, but I peed out two points. <sighs> Shit. We got a drink. God, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Come to part two. Don't forget. <laughs> That's where we're the worst. <laughs> All right. Fuck, Mary kill. All right. Cat dude, Rowan, or your fan favorite of the last two books, Dorian. You know, right now I'm going to marry Dorian, fuck Rowan and kill cat dude. Oh man. You know, cat dude has potential for me. Cat dude has potential, but not enough potential to kill off Rowan or Dorian. Okay. Fair enough. Aeon, Kale, Rowan. 
God, you gave me the worst. Okay, so Adian, <laughs> Kale, and Dorian, all the yep. people that I didn't give one single fuck about this entire book. Let's see. No, no, no. Adian, Kale, Rowan. Oh, Rowan. Oh, okay. Um, mm, I'm going to kill Kale. <gasps> really? Oh, yeah. my God. I still like him as a person, but again, he was my first Tinder crush. Like we had our one night stand. It was fine. And I moved on. And then <laughs> I would probably fuck Aiden. He has some aggression that he needs to get out that I could gladly present myself with and take. He's blonde. It doesn't matter. Again, <laughs> evil trumps all. That should be number one of my chart. Evil? You think he's evil? He has he has evil tendencies, and it really just shines. I mean, I know that Rowan punched Elaine in the face, but like something about Aiden says, like I will kill your entire family to get what I want, and I respect that. Mm, yeah, Kale's too vanilla for you now. He's too vanilla. Like I need more than that, you know. So I'm going to fuck Adion. And I, I, I mean, I guess I'll marry Rowan at this point. You know, he seems like a loyal fella, but. Uh, Lotos, I would say he's pretty loyal. That's gross. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm, I'm standing at this point in time. All right. All right. I can respect it. I think that'd be, that'd be my answer too. You know what? I might fuck Kale. Nuh-uh. Who I would you I kill? Aeon. Why? I don't know. It's something about the nostalgia of Kale. Now I don't want to let him go. God damn it. She's in a toxic relationship. Somebody help her. <laughs> at least at least I can fuck him and forget him, right? Like Brooke's like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know enough about Aeon. Like he seems really loyal to Aelin, but like at the same time, I'm like, I just don't know enough about you. I've got more info on Kale. And so I trust him a little bit more, maybe. Okay, understandable. All right. So, what is your current read right now? My, well, okay. So, I finished Air of Fire yesterday. So, I haven't started a new book yet, but my next read is going to be The Unhoneymooners, which is going to be our next episode on the Book to Boozy podcast. You guys voted on it. You all wanted it. It won by a landslide. So, I'm assuming most of you have read it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> For the love of God, if you haven't read it yet, go read it. I can't say that it's good or bad, but like literally it was a landslide on our poll. Everyone was like, the Unhoneymooners, you have to read it, blah, blah, blah. So that's what we're going to do for you guys. It was supposed to be a beginning of the summer, welcome to the season type book, but um, we got distracted by a lot of new releases and then we wanted to get out another Throne of Glass because we hadn't put out a new episode on that for you guys in a while so better if it late makes than you, if it makes you feel any better it's supposed to have a lot of sex in it so you know we always come prepared we come packing balls deep you know for the episodes like that so just fucking read it you know it's not gonna hurt you it's like I'm baptism excited. by fire to read contemporary for me now but you know what fuck it <laughs> It's supposed to be really, really good. Like the summer read of 2021. I'm really excited because it's set in Maui and that's where my honeymoon was. So I think it's going to be really nostalgic for me. Oh, that's cute. 
Yeah. What about you, Jada? What are you reading? So I've been busy. I have been busy. Um, again, <laughs> so I've read Desperate Measures by Kate Robert. I've read Neon Gods. I've read Guild. I've read Daughter of the Deep. Um, I've almost read The Jasmine Throne. Um, I've started Atlas Six, which I think is going to be fucking phenomenal. Like, ooh, I'm going to read that fucking phenomenal and then i have also read a fate of wrath and flame which is by k.a tucker which i'm like heavily going to be trying to promote on tiktok because it deserves it like it's up there with from blood and ash oh damn yeah i'm not joking when i like told you i literally read the first page of the book and i was like shit and then the twists and turns kept coming and it just kept getting better and part of, I mean, part of her inspiration is from, from Blood and Ash. She even shouted out Jennifer L. Armentrout for it. Not only that, but this um, author in particular, the first fantasy book she ever wrote, um, she actually had taken back. And part of the inspiration was for this. And she actually kind of like diverged from fantasy completely, even though that was her first love and started writing love stories. So she wrote mainly contemporary love stories. A lot of people have already reached out for me from the TikTok I put and said, hey, Kay Tucker, like, have you read this book by her? It absolutely destroyed me, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, you guys know I don't normally read love stories, but I was like, shit, I guess I'm going to have to read them now, like contemporary wise. And then like, first of all, she's girl after my own heart. She was like, number one in her disclaimer, bitch, there's sex in here. Get the fuck out. And then like, second of all, she's like, here's... (laughs) Here's a pronunciation guy. <laughs> I was like, damn, in the front. Damn. <laughs> I was like, say it. Okay. So if you have not read it yet, it literally just came out May of 2021. This author deserves the hype and I'm going to keep pushing for it. And you were going to keep seeing it on the for you page from us because it deserves every single bit of the praise. And the story is just going to keep getting better and better because the stuff that she pulled in book one alone was phenomenal. So there's, there's my two cents on that. And I promised Jada that if she made it go viral, we would do it on the podcast. So make it go viral, read it everybody. And cause I am very interested if Jada, you know, praises the book this hard i trust her opinion so much that i know that it's absolutely fucking phenomenal so and i am really only one to read books that we read for the podcast because i'm such a slow reader so i would really love to be able to read this book cover it for you guys and talk about it and it's good i mean we all know not to toot my own horn but we all know i was talking about air awakens before it even started getting heavy on fantasy book talk Okay. I wasn't really talking about it on TikTok, but I was talking it about it on Instagram. I'm telling you right fucking now, do not sit on this. Fucking read it. You guys know I don't say shit like that unless I mean it. All right. If you guys want to find us on our socials, our Instagram is booked and boozy podcast. We respond to all of our DMs. So just slide in there. You want to talk about your books, anything you're reading, anything you want us to read any thoughts or comments on any of the podcasts that we have put out, we are more than happy to talk to you there. If you want to follow (laughs) 
us for all of our shenanigans, aka us po- posting drunk videos of ourselves. Follow us on Booked and Boozy Pod. Maybe I'm a little drunker than I realized. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are Booked and Boozy, and that is also our handle for Patreon. And if you want to send us something a little bit more personal, a little bit more in depth, when I tell you we actually read our emails, and that's majority of what ends up on our actual podcast, because sometimes the DMs get lost, even though you guys send us amazing stuff and we love talking to you. If you send us in our email, we are able to star it. We are able to see it through and through, and we will actually talk about it on the podcast. So if you ever want to send us something like a little bit more, go ahead and send it there. We are waiting and ready. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. See you in part two.